Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome Success Secret Nation to this episode of the Success Secret Podcast with your host Hassan Talib. In this episode, I have with me Andy Height. He is a recognized entrepreneur coach who supports entrepreneurs and their teams as they navigate the world of building their life and businesses to fill it with meaning and freedom. Andy, welcome to the Success Secret Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. So I want you first to tell the success secret nation to Andy is. Something most people don't know about me is my previous life before entrepreneurialism and coaching. Um, I was in uh, in the arts. I was a professional actor uh, in mm. Chicago, stage actor. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. And yeah. do you, do you put that personally or did something happen that made you want to go out of it? Honestly, I loved the work. I will always be creative and I loved theater, still love it. Um, but the truth is I, I kind of got a little bored because while I love the work, my favorite part was the creation of the thing, like the rehearsals and the putting everything together. Once we got into performances, I didn't go to work until 6.30 at night. And so I got really bored and and decided to go over and produce theater, be more entrepreneurial uh, rather than to be the one on stage. Uh, and about four or five years ago, I started this coaching practice working with entrepreneurs. Awesome. So when you transitioned, how did you feel about this transition to, to be an entrepreneur and helping entrepreneurs to achieve their freedom, let's say, because it could be scary sometimes to people, right? How did you deal with these thoughts if you had them in the first place? I 100% had them because I left a, a very, um, by all accounts, uh, sought after career. Um, in the arts, very few people, there are very few jobs to do what I did in producing and the way and artistic directing the way I did it. Um, so I walked away from a really nice income, benefits, um, expense account, lots of fun travel, um, security really mm -hmm. to start out with nothing. I in fact had to borrow a hundred thousand dollars, um, to get the business off and running. Well, but it was, it was one of those things where I believe if we listen in internally, we know the right answer for ourselves. And, and it was sort of a no brainer. I knew that this was where I needed to go. Um, and I also, um, wanted I had, at the time my daughters I have twin daughters they were 11 I believe I knew I had a very short amount of time to teach them by example what creating a life uh, and a dream looks like rather than telling them you can do anything I wanted to show them 
generally parents what they do is tell their kids like go to school have college education study something about business or be some kind of a doctor or whatever so <laughs> this is this is now in, we are in the place and the age that you you should show them like you mentioned you should show them the options that they have it's bigger than being just a doctor which is a great great something to do as a human to save other people's lives but eventually it could not be some, some that direction for for certain people yeah so, so yeah, you we we talk a lot about being able to go create anything you want um but very few actually do it And I wanted to be that example for, for my daughters to say, if you want to go out, anything you want to do, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. So that should apply also to, to adults, right? Like you mentioned, you took this uh, 100K, right? To, yeah. to jump. So that, that's a big commitment to take. Yeah, it's like you, it's like you have no other option. And only success is the only option for you was, right? Yeah. And it's also like, I, I, I knew that I liked working with business people. I knew entrepreneurs because I grew up in an entrepreneurial family that that was a place I was likely to work. And I knew that that would give me some amount of street cred. There's so many people that want to go start their own business or grow their business, but yet they're afraid of the financial implications, what it might cost them, um, how they might fail. And I knew that that was just part of my journey to have credibility in what I do. Mm, yeah. So, so did you personally hustle and grind your way through the, this, your, mm. through your business? Or was it like uh, an easy flow for you? Uh, I think in some ways both, right? I'm not a big fan of the hustle and grind culture. I don't think it's sustainable. I think a lot of the gurus at the top who preach it um, are not really human. And to some degree, like I was just talking with a client, uh, I admire Elon Musk for what he's created, but I would never trade my life for his ever. Um, and so I wanted to do it in a way that, yeah, it's difficult, but I wanted to find the ease and flow through the difficult, which is why I've been working with my own coach, um, for, four years or up, uh, several coaches for four years, because I don't want to have to hustle and grind. And in fact, we don't have to hustle and grind. Hustle and grind is a mental thing, not necessarily uh, an action. Yeah. So, so you, you mentioned there, Elon Musk. Why would, now, of course, we are humans. Each of us has our own journey to go through, right? But mm -hmm. like when, when, when someone mentions these big boys, these big names like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, these people with the the billions and billions. Don't you think that most people like to be in their place or their shoes or like to aspire to be in that place, do you think? Or it's the wrong approach think, or the wrong thinking to, to, to do? I think most people would love to have their wealth and their stature and their acclaim. Most people have no interest in doing what it takes to accumulate that. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why most people aren't there, right? Um, because they have never walked those shoes to do the work necessary to create, you know, not just you know, a billion plus, but a hundred million or a million. You know, only 4% of all entrepreneurs scale to a million in revenue. Mm. 
only four percent. That, that's a that's a huge. It's not, that, that's a small number, not not a huge. Very number, small. Right? So yeah. so since you are not an advocate of the hustle and grind, like working twenty four seven in your job or your your business, so what is the alternative to do things? Let's say the smart way. The hustle and grind comes from a belief that one has to hustle and grind or pushing through fears, doubts, uh, beliefs, um, doing things the hard way. You know, a lot of what the work that I do is not only consult in the business and how to do things, but who do you need to be in order to do the things, mm. right? Oftentimes, um, for example, I was just talking with a, a client who um, he had a goal of making four forty cold calls every month or every Monday, and he would just push through them because he felt like he had to hustle and grind. What we do in in my brand of coaching is find out why the hell are you even afraid of that anyway? What stories are we creating to say that picking up the phone and dialing it and speaking words to another human has to have any amount of fear attached to it? What are, what is it, what are we making it mean about ourselves? What are, what meaning are we projecting on the other person? What is it that is actually scary about dialing a number and speaking words, Right. One way is hustle and grind. I'll just push my way through it. Another is, is doing the work to, to realize, oh, well, there's nothing scary about that anyway. Mm. If this is what I want to do to build my business, I dispel all the fears that get in the way so that they're not fears anymore. Yeah. So, so like here, uh, for example, I used to work, for example, in cold calls and sales and outdoor sales, these things thing that you promote to, from house to house. And I think that in, the, in this topic that you mentioned, you have to actually believe in the things that you are selling, for example, or providing to people or the service or adding the value in, in a way that you do believe in it and you will make the sales for it and you succeed. But if yeah. you don't believe like I did, I didn't believe in like, for example, going door to door, going, giving uh, restaurant discounts and these kind of things, whatever it is. So I didn't I did not succeed. I, I I quit. I did not continue with that. Yeah. Well, oftentimes people are choosing careers or entrepreneurial ventures because they think it will provide something, usually money. But they're actually what and you alluded to it, they actually don't believe in the service or the product. They actually don't love the service or the product. They're just using it as a means to an end, which is always going to bring some amount of suffering. <laughs> right? If we're hawking our wares that we don't even love, how are we going to find joy in it? How are we going to find ease and flow? That in itself is hustling and grinding. Yeah, exactly. So is this like having this purpose or this passion for the for the thing that you are doing will break the cycle of uh, and break this dam, let's say, like you, I think you would say, and uh, get to the next place or to the next level of things? Yeah, it's very possible. What what most people don't do is actually reflect on who they are, what's important to them, really what they want. A lot of people say, "I want money." Well, why do you want it's, money? It's it's a general it's a general right. It's it's not specific. What about money is going to solve your problems? Well, then I won't have to worry. What are you worried about? 
Well, I won't have to worry, you know, we can go down and down and down. Most people don't do that work or that exercise for themselves. They kind of jump on the train of, well, I have to make a million bucks or whatever the heck that is. And they choose paths that mean nothing to them. You know, you and I were talking offline about bottlenecks and businesses. Oftentimes that can be one. I don't even want to do the damn thing anyway. But then, yeah, you're not going to get very far. Right. That's just one example of a bottleneck in a business that the founder or the executive team creates. Yeah. So 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 freedom should not be defined for any business owner. First of all, is there a difference between a business owner or an entrepreneur in your opinion? Ah, good question. 100%. Uh, to me, a business owner is somebody that that is showing up to work and is selling their thing. Uh, and they're looking to maybe uh, break even at the end of the year or raise revenues by 3%. I think I see an entrepreneur as somebody who is interested in rapid growth, real growth, and not just running the business to pay the bills. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with either, but I think there is a distinction between the two. Yeah. So, so now in business uh, or entrepreneur in their business, like for example, freedom can be related in some people in regards to money, some people to their time, and happiness could mean fulfillment to other people. This is what success means: happy or yeah, fulfilled. Yeah. So, does these things, all these words, relate together to have uh, this, uh, let's say, success in business? Great question. I think the word success is wildly misunderstood because mm. what does that mean, right? You know, we talk about f- creating wealth, right? Creating time. For me, as we boil those down, what does it really mean? People want freedom because without wealth, they are stuck, feeling stuck, having to to cut or work harder to make ends meet. Right. If if that bank account were filled enough for them to not have to worry, that equals freedom. Most people complain about time because they feel stuck, they feel trapped, they feel pushed. If there's enough time, well, what does that really mean? It means I'm free to pursue the things that are really meaningful to me. So I really do think. Um, and a big tenant of the work that we do is we help entrepreneurs create freedom for themselves awesome. to so, create a life of meaning. Yeah. So as you talked about an entrepreneur, do you think that every entrepreneur is a leader? I think leadership, if we're going to talk about leadership, um, I think there's very few very good leaders in the world. Um, I think we're still somewhat I mean, and you you can read all about leadership. It's all over the map. I think it's wildly misunderstood. Typically, the way I see most entrepreneurs who manage their teams, they're still managing, right? Akin to almost industrial age management. Are you doing the thing well? Are you doing it on time? And are you are you contributing to making the revenue that we need in this company, right? Nothing in that is leadership. Um, Leadership is, I think Simon Sinek says it best, and I I will not get the quote right, but it's basically helping to um, bring the very best out of the person that you're engaged with, helping them to grow, helping them to express themselves, helping them to be 
the best key player in the organization so that they get all those results. I don't find that very often in business. So you mentioned that entrepreneurs or entrepreneurship is about growth and exponential growth. So when a company or a business is growing fast and rapid, that will, let's say, destroy all the things that it's in a way that's blocking it from growth. So what are the things that blocking a business or or entrepreneur from this exponential growth that might hold them down, do you think? Oh, such a good question. And we could we could riff on this for hours. Um, I, in the work that I, and we don't have hours, so I'll, I'll make it quick. <laughs> in the work that I do, I've seen time and time and time and time and time again, when someone comes to me and they want to grow their business rapidly, they they think they don't have the right teams. They don't think they think they don't have the right process. They don't have enough time. They don't have all these things. If any business has a bottleneck to its own growth, it is because of the founder, period. Business owner, period. Executive team, maybe, like the, the leadership team, maybe, but it is the people and persons at the top that are the bottleneck because they're the ones that create the time. They're the ones that hire the right people. They're the ones that move obstacles out of the way. And the reason that they can't do it is often in their blind spots. They don't know why they can't do it because they can't see it. It's usually beliefs, thoughts, perspectives that uh, are ingrained in them from probably childhood that dictate how they show up and run their company. You know, case in point, I work with a leader. Um, he's running about a $10 million company, but he wants to be to 50. And he's been at 10 for three, five years. Now, one of the things we've learned is he is the bottleneck. He cannot get out of the way enough to allow his team to do what they're brilliant at. He is very good at running the company, but he can't run every aspect. And part of his fear is letting go of the control such that the team can take the baton and run. I have another one who um, is incredible at running his business, her business, sorry. Um, but she has a real um, problem holding people accountable because she's a people person. She's a bit of a people pleaser. She doesn't like conflict. <clears throat> and so she's not able to lead her teams effectively uh, hold them accountable effectively because she's in the way of that because of her own inability to sit with discomfort or to lead in a productive way. Therefore her company stays stagnant. And there's a thousand different ways that this plays out. Yeah. So first thing from what I am taking is that a solopreneur, someone running the business, him or herself cannot grow rapidly, right? You need some kind of a team working with you. Now, this team has to be... Not always. Yeah. A solopreneur can certainly grow a million, 10, $100 million businesses. As long as they know and or, and or have somebody helping them identify where they may be hitting obstacles, um, and then they, they fix it. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, even massive organizations have a problem identifying the root of the issue and being willing to solve that problem. Yeah. So the most important thing is like 
to know when you when this problem is this block hitting you and like like jumping out of it like as fast as you can because if you keep holding it back it will probably could drain the company or the business down and it could lose right that's very that's very worst messy. case scenario yeah they just drain the company best case scenario is they just stay flat mm, which is not good which yeah, is not good, right? Nobody wants to stay. No there. entrepreneur specifically um, has an interest in just maintaining status quo. Yeah, exactly. So do you think there are certain tools or resources that can help solopreneur or entrepreneurs in general that they have, whether they are theme with them in the business, in the company, or they, let's say, hire people as freelancers to help them mm-hmm. that will make things easier for them? So the the biggest a recommendation I would have for those people, any entrepreneur, solopreneur, and or organization is don't silo yourself. Don't try and go it alone. There's so much support out in the world, both paid and free, right? Um, Get in a mastermind, get in a group of people who can keep their eyes on you and your business and help call you out when you're not doing the things that you say you need to do or point out where you're actually acting out of fear or your perspective is too narrow. Um, Hire an advisor or a coach or a mentor, somebody that can help you see that which you can't, because every single human has blind spots that they can't identify yeah, that exactly. cause them to hit uh, uh, obstacles and roadblocks. Exactly. Like you cannot, you can, you can be good in certain areas, but you cannot be excellent in all of these areas. You have to have certain areas where you hire or you know where people can do a better job than you do. So yep. that's that's important. I mean, I like to think that I have some expertise on building businesses and helping people, but I'm not uh, arrogant enough to think that I can do it by myself. I have my own coach. I'm a part of two masterminds um, because if I if I'm up to what I want to be up to, I know I can't do it alone. Exactly. So so entrepreneurs need support, without especially especially from close ones, like because sometimes. People argue that the close ones, the fa- the ones, the members of their families are not supporting them. I want to do this. No, you can't. You won't succeed. So this negative thought, these kind of things start start building up, and they eventually either don't start at the first place, or they actually do it. But after one one two years, maybe one month, two months, they quit. Yeah, and and you bring up a really good point. Like worst case scenario, people that are close to the entrepreneur. Um, just tears them down and says, you can't do it. Best case scenario is even not great because those people have an agenda, right? You really want to, to align yourself with people that are going to be very honest with you and that have no agenda for you other than helping you see a clear path forward, a clear path beyond the obstacles that may be ahead. What would you say? One takeaway for the success of Nation to take from this episode, Andy? Mm, good question. For your audience, I would encourage anyone, if they're hitting walls and not uh, achieving the goals that they want for themselves, look in the mirror. Where am I 
not being honest with myself? Where am I allowing fear to get in the way? Where am, are my perspectives so narrow that I can't see all the other opportunities and options that lie ahead and get help? There's nothing wrong with getting help. It's actually the wisest thing a person can do. Yeah, sometimes we, as humans, we don't we don't ask for help because we fear either rejection, we won't get help, or like some people would want other things back more than they actually helped us. So that's a different story, different topic, but you should ask people for help and see what you get yeah. for. Yeah, so oftentimes we, people see asking for help as a sign of weakness. Yeah. yeah. In reality, not asking for help is the weakness. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. Now, because we, like we mentioned, it's not like we can do everything at the same time at 100% capacity and uh, in our powers. We could be like 50% good at certain topic and 100% good at the topic. We need help somewhere. Yeah, we're human, right? And yeah. we all have limitations. Exactly. So, Andy, where can people get in touch with you, learn more about you, get coached by you if they want to learn how to advance and grow and have exponential growth in their business? I, I appreciate that. My website, andyheightcoaching.com. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, pretty easy to find. And any anyone in the success grid nation um, that is up to big things and they want some support, we run a mastermind um, yearly. Uh, we're we're looking at 2023 and enrolling it. We we meet for an entire year and look at both ends of that spectrum where it's what are the things that we need to be doing and who are we being? Where, where in here do we need to make some shifts to be able to do the things more powerfully and more quickly? Awesome, awesome. And thank you, Andy Hyde, for being here today with me on this episode of the Success Edited Podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.